Good morning, everybody. This is Joshua T. Berglund's Morning Gratitude. How's everyone doing this morning? We are being heard on iHeartRadio, Spreaker, and of course, being seen on YouTube and Facebook Live. Good morning, everybody. Yes, Melissa, I will teach you the ways. <laughs> I'll show you. Good morning, Jordan. Good morning, everybody. What a glorious, glorious, glorious day this is. Oh, my gosh. Um, oh, God. you know, I was trying to fade the music out. <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still trying to master all of this stuff. When you're on your own producer and I get to push buttons like a little kid nonstop. Button, 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 button. So if you could see my screen right now. There's, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. There's seven screens up, and <laughs> sometimes it just creates dyslexic hell, but whatever. It's amazing. Um, so, as I said, this is Joshua T. Berglund's Morning Gratitude. I am blessed to be here, um, blessed to have you guys here as well. Um, so, if you're listening right now on iHeartRadio or Spreaker, um, or even YouTube, and you want to know who the heck I'm talking to, like Denise, Trisha, Jordan, the amazing Melissa Steele, Tammy. If you're wondering who those people are, it's our Facebook audience. And uh, this show started with just a little seed on Facebook and a phone. And it has been so blessed to grow and grow and grow and grow. And like it is official, we are going to TV. Um, this show will remain the same, but there's going to be a separate Morning Gratitude show on the E360 TV network, so we'll be global. It's a blessing. It's, it's just to see this vision taking shape that I've had since I was seven years old is beyond humbling to me. Um, first things first, we have an amazing, amazing guest um, today, and this one hits home for me. You guys know that I've been going through a, I started a leadership training about a month ago because regardless of all the life changes I've made in my life, when I, you know, I gave my life to Christ, I've shared this a million times. Um, so I am a man of faith, but, um, and of course, the no judgment of other people's religions and beliefs. I mean, none at all. That's, that's not my thing. But I knew that there was something more for me. And I've had, again, I've had the same vision since I was seven years old. But to really be able to clarify it and, and see it clearly and know and, and just own it, I knew that I had to do some work and remove some stuff out of my life that has greatly affected me. And, you know, my heart had healed quite a bit. But there was some deep-seated stuff that has needed to come out for a long time. Um, as you know... I've shared on the show um, for the new audience that's listening uh, that I have HIV. Um, you know, you know, I battled with my the drug addiction. You know that I battled with being in jail six times, and it's you know I've I've really had a rocky road um, after being molested and physically abused and just dealing with abandonment. You know, my there was a lot of stuff that was buried that affected the way that I responded and how I would lash out in anger when I felt like I was attacked and just very, very childlike, a broken childlike emotions 
that caused me to really make some bad decisions in my life that greatly affected me. Um, you know, I've owned the fact that I have been abusive outside of being abused. And it's not something I'm proud of. And, um, you know, it's embarrassing to say the least. But I do want to say something that there is absolute hope for people out there that are broken, that are hurting and hurting others, that are hurting themselves. There is hope because they can heal. And everyone has the right, everyone gets to heal if they choose to do the work. And I'm in the middle of doing that work. And this weekend was a magical... <laughs> this weekend was a magical weekend that was probably the most challenging weekend of my life to face these demons that have haunted me head on. And um, so it is no coincidence today that we have a guest on that has dealt with people like me or the way I used to be. So I'm going to read you a little bit of her bio. Nathalia Magnus is a truth seeker, a mother, a daughter, a counselor, activist, student, and a neurotheology nerd. Wow. Okay. I can't wait to look at this. Her mission is to break the cycles of dysfunction and addiction in her life and then help others to do the same. Wow. Um, I don't want to read all of this. I want her to share it because it's not my words to read. Um, ladies and gentlemen, it means a lot to me to introduce to you right now the one and only Nathalia Magnus. The welcome to the show. Good morning. Hi, good morning. <laughs> welcome to Morning Gratitude. Wow, what a welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful to be here and to hear your story. I didn't know that. Thank you. Um, first thing before we get into this, um, I would like to know, Nathalia, what are you grateful for this morning? I'm most grateful for, and I thought about this um, a lot, but I think it's that inner knowing that's come out of kind of the things that have happened to me, the challenges, grew the strong inner voice in me that is like an inner GPS system that's like a light at my feet and sometimes I don't know where the next step is going to go, but if I just follow it faithfully, it has led me to the most amazing, beautiful, adventurous, meaningful and purposeful life that I never thought I would have. Um, I wouldn't take back any of the things that have happened to me um, in return, you know, for having this incredible kind of inner system going. So that's it. <laughs> that's that's beautiful. Um, really quick, Lisette, good to see you. We have people from all over the world here. Um, it's just it's beautiful to see Lisette, Denise. Great to see you, Tammy, Jordan. Wonderful. Uh, welcome to Morning Gratitude. So. That, that, that is amazing that, I mean, everything that you just said, what you're grateful for. And, you know, for me, being able to look at my past and say that I'm grateful for it, all of it, mm -hmm. in, in to, but with also with the mission to be able to use it to 
change people's lives all over the world is it's it's my it's my vision it's my passion it's my purpose it's everything that i breathe with but to be able to do that work you have to remove a lot of toxic crap and and even hidden things that you didn't even know or for, you forgot about or i forgot about what how did you get to that place for you and i, I want you to share a little bit about your story but also, we, can you share a little bit of background about yourself, but then segue into how you were able to heal so you can do the work that you are doing on such a big level? Sure, yeah, thank you. Um, so my journey in this started about seven years ago um, when I finally made the decision to leave an abusive marriage. And um, it's funny, at the time, I didn't even realize it was really abusive, and I think a lot of that had to do with my own family and where I came from, but I'll talk about that a little bit. Um, but one of the main things was is that I was ordered to go to a domestic violence shelter and to attend support groups on a weekly basis, and I was like, okay, you know, I didn't really think I needed to go. But going there was like, that was a life-changing moment because it opened up my eyes not only to what was going on in my family and what I thought was normal, to what's going on in, in our communities and how much suffering there is and how many mothers, and also just men and women in general, are suffering and we're traumatized and we're hurting. And um, so it just really make me feel like I, I need to figure this out. I need to find a way that I don't pass this forward and pass it on and put an end to it. So um, around this time, I started going to church too, and it, it was something I had, you know, gone to church when I was a little kid, but it wasn't like it, like this. Right. And so I felt like people would say things like, you know, God told me this the other day, or God put this on my heart, and I would be like, I really need God to tell me what I'm supposed to do because I'm trying to follow my way and it's, you know, it's not working for me. Um, and so one night, you know, I, I was having a really rough time. It was challenging. It is really hard to leave a bad marriage or a relationship. And I used to be one of those people that would be like, well, why don't they just leave, you know? And it made me see that it's it's way more complicated than that. And, um, I was having a rough night and I was actually in the shower and I literally like fell to my knees and was like, why am I even here? Like, what is the point in all of this? Why, why am I still alive after everything that happened? And um, right. I'll never forget how clearly I heard this, the answer come like bubbling up, percolating, weighed out deep side inside of me and saying, you know, I want you to break the cycle of dysfunction, abuse, addiction, and shame. And then when you figure it out, help other people do the same. And it was like instantaneously that changed my entire life. It was like divine orchestration. Within a week, I was enrolled at Fuller Seminary. I was going to go for my master's in theology. And I was like, you know, because I really wanted, that's the science nerd part of me too, is I really wanted to figure it out. Is that really God, or is that like my own self-talk telling me things? You know, am I delusional? <coughs> or something? So um, that whole journey was just incredible, and it was in seminary where one of the first things they had us do was do a genogram, which is kind of like a visual depiction of your family history. So think of oh, your wow. family tree, 
And what you want to do, you can even just do it on pen and paper and color code different, go back three, four, five generations if you can. Color code the people who were abusive, who had addictions, who had physical illnesses even. That, you know? And when I did that, I just start crying because I could see it was like a pattern, this ugly pattern emerge. And it was almost like, you know, the family tree you're at the bottom. It was like this heavy load that was I was carrying because it was like, that's how I felt, you know? That's how I felt like I was dragging all this baggage around with me. And, um, you know, the Bible talks about how we, the sins of our forefathers are carried down in third and fourth generations. Or like there's a Native American saying that says, you know, we inherit what our ancestors could not conquer. And I was like, that's it. I need to conquer this. I need to be a warrior and I need to stop it, you know? So that that gave me my mission where I just knew that that's what I'm supposed to do. And once you have that knowing, there's no stopping you, as you know. And, And things just fall into place you know it's just it comes with ease and grace and um, oh it's just it, I get choked up thinking about how, how blessed I am that you know I got to this point so we'll fast forward a little I, um, I did a year uh, um, in theology and then I transferred over to a different seminary to study mental health counseling and that's really opened my eyes to wow first of all the program in itself gave me such an opportunity to grow within myself and clear out so many of those demons and things that come up. Um, but it really helped me because it propelled me into a position that I'm in now at a local crisis center. It's a residential crisis center. And I see people who are 99% homeless, uh, IV, mess, and heroin users, um, human trafficking survivors, gang members, Mexican drug cartel workers, sex offenders, um, anything, you can think of it. And when I read their their case and their history, I look at their history and I see, oh my gosh, how is this person even alive? The amount of abuse, the amount of suffering and pain that they had, and maybe their parents probably had. And a lot of these people have children who are in the foster care system or being taken care of who knows by whom. And so it just made me have so much compassion for everyone. Um, made me want to do something that can help, you know? Right. And uh, so many amazing resources in San Diego, but we need so much more. Like a three-day stay isn't going to help, you know, anyone at a short-term residential center or even a 30-day program and housing. There's so many things that we need to do. And um, ultimately, I guess my dream would be to have, like, a facility or even like a little tiny home community where people can live and they can bond and they can have community because that's what I think is the most healing what I see at the crisis center that heals more than anything else is people having a sense of community and non-judgment like you belong here you are loved you matter and what you went through was really hard and what you did to survive are coping mechanisms that you're still using now you know maybe yelling out or numbing the pain, but they're not working anymore, so let's use some new skills, you know, and just just going from there. So that's basically where I'm at now, and loving it. I, um, yeah, I came to a realization that, I mean, I, I look, I, I, I'm diligent and passionate about 
like my morning routine and, and like when I my writing prayer and you know and, and reading um, it's my, my time with God I'm, I'm very very passionate about that and there's you know I, I hear things like okay this is I see this is where I need to work but it's like I don't know how I don't have the tools and I've been realized that I've been kind of living on autopilot and where I'm just reacting, you know, and yeah. like moment to moment reacting instead of just letting like just living life and letting it just come to me. And and at the same time, being able to deal with different conflicts and deal like there's just all of these things that just have been come if, 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 the root of what the issue was was finally exposed for me in such a way and then given the tools to be able to work on it is inspired me even more because I now know other people can get help that almost seem like you're hopeless, you're done, we're done with you, you're, you can't change, you can't change. And, and a lot of people hear that and they go, you know what, you're right. And I remember going through my process before I even got to where I before I was like a couple of, you know, three years ago where I would go, okay, that's it. I'm changing my life. I'm going to do this. And it was all up here. Mm-hmm. And the minute somebody would say, you're always going to be a piece of S like your father. You're always going to be this. You're always going to be that you're going to be that. And I go, yeah, you're right. And then I would go right back to what I was doing. Honestly, for the first time in my life, I'm, I feel like I'm in this place where now I recognize the poison that alcohol is. I notice now that there's things that I used to do like, oh yeah, it's no big deal. I'm just having fun. No, that was kind of bull BS. You know, I don't need it. Like I, I finally could go, oh, this is what love feels like. And that's enough. And that's the weirdest. It's a surreal feeling. But like, I want everyone to have that. And you're right about the cycles because the way I was able to forgive my father and my abusers is that I know that it happened to them too. And they were not afforded the luxury to get the help that they needed. Right. And it's hard work. It's not easy. It's not easy. I'm not even freaking done. It's not easy. But it's so worth it and it's so freeing because I think about my children and, and what they've experienced. And, and so to finally be able to say I'm breaking that cycle is so important. But I know that we all deal with this stuff. I mean, we all have crap from our childhood that is affecting our growth, period. For sure. I think we're all kind of on this trauma spectrum, you know, and we fall at different places. Um, there's even, you know, families where we call them like the perfect family, where no one's validated, where people, everything's fine, you don't talk about anything. You, know? <laughs> you just learn to kind of stuff your feelings like you don't matter, they don't matter. And so it's so important and it's so wonderful that you were able to kind of take that kind of bail away that addiction of alcohol that was kind of the buffer you know that you were using and yeah. just remove it and what's underneath is often not as scary and horrible as we think it is and what we've been running from all our lives it's just us a little part of us that's still in pain and just needs to come out from that yeah and yeah. 
And for me, it's like I never considered. I now I got to a point where I had an addiction to cocaine, but I mean, I don't look at myself as an addict. I look at myself. Um, it was horribly broken, and then it was just came down to well, I want to make healthy choices for my life. But I was also justifying having a couple drinks was a healthy choice for my life because like oh, it's no big deal. But really, thinking back about why was I doing that, you know, and like now I don't need it, you know, and that feels. Amazing. Like I'm looking yeah. forward more to putting all of my energy into my mission and what I'm going to create in the world. Um, really quick, I want to. Charlie says, me incor- in- incorporated now, me expressing I need change now, break cycles. Amen. Bonnie says, it's so hard. Tammy says, I don't really like it when people say, I don't, I really don't like it when people say people don't change. We all change, we continually change. The question is, Will we intentionally change? Holy crap, Tammy, that's profound. Wow, I love that. What else is there? Oh, Charles, I'm so sorry about your mother passing. Uh, Tammy also says, I broke cycles in my family to protect my children, still growing and learning. Yeah, I guess I know that this affects everybody. And, And we may not even think it affects us. Like there's little stuff. You know what affected me more than anything? What? Nothing ever being good enough. That feeling, that feeling of winning championships and tournaments. <laughs> and, it, and like now I'm so, because of that, I've not allowed myself to receive compliments at all. I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, whatever, whatever, you know, like I don't own the fact that, yeah, I did a good job. And that's really, think about how hard that is on yourself to not accept that you've done a good job. And it's such a weird thing. And like, I, I, there's no rule book on parenting also. So like people are doing the best they can do. You're, you're, you're parenting the way your parents parented you and then whatever dysfunction carried along with it. So it's, it's really, to me, I, I'm, I'm so passionate now about sharing this message and being able to say, look, I, this has been me. And you can change. You get to change. You get to get rid of this. Like the tools are there for you. You just have to do the work. So, um, so you are, so what are you working on now? Well, I mean, I'm finishing up my master's degree in mental health counseling and I'll be graduating in May. And, um, I don't know. I'm just, I, I, I would like to continue working at the crisis center and working with an underserved population because it is so rewarding. And, um, yeah, it's just fun to help people kind of awaken to that realization that they can change and there are people who believe in you and there are resources and skills that you can learn. This isn't something you either born with or not. You know, these are things that you can learn and apply and they work. And so I think that's that's been just an incredible journey so far. So I'm going to continue on with that. And um, yeah, I mean, just also talking about kind of the process in this, you know, there's, I love this lady, Mary O'Malley. She has some awesome books. And in there she talks about, I think it's Michael Bernard Beckforth or something, um, who has like six stages of consciousness. And I felt like this really resonated with me and maybe with you as well. And it's like, I feel like at the very beginning of this, I kind of felt like life just happens to you, like you're just a victim. Like you just wake up, you're in a good mood, and then all of a sudden someone cuts you off and you're in a bad mood, and you're like, oh, like you're kind of a slave to your circumstances. Yeah. You know, you have no control over it. 
And then as you progress like into a second stage, it's more like life happens by you, meaning you're trying to control everything. So you're trying to make everything just set up perfectly so that things work out just the way you need to do. And this happens on a mass scale as well, you know, because there's like religions who want to say, you got to believe this, you control the masses, control people with fear. And so then we move on to another one is that we start to realize life happens in us. And we start to have some compassionate like curiosity and start to wonder like, hey, why am I feeling this way? What's going on with me? And just asking like these open-ended questions and not expecting an answer with your intellect, but from your heart, you know, and just letting it go. Like, have you ever been in the shower where you're earlier in the day you're trying to think of someone's name or something? And then you're like, oh yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> so that's how it is when we're in this surrendered calm state where we're willing to receive answers and guidance and we're not, you know, blocking things out with whatever, right. fear, drugs, alcohol. And so, like, as we start responding to life more rather than just reacting, like, in autopilot mode, it's just, you really start to open up to life. And you start to be like, life is magical. And God is talking to me all the time. And he talks to me in all these weird ways. <laughs> numbers, songs, people, you know, it doesn't just have to be. He talks to you in any way that you can hear him, but you have to be open and willing to, like, receive that. And I feel like the more that you do that, then you finally start to realize life is happening through you. God lives through you. You are his hands and feet, you know, or her hands and feet. And then you just merge and you become one with that. And I think that's when you're just living a life that's completely surrendered and authentic. And and you just got to have faith that he knows what he's doing. <laughs> and sometimes it's scary and sometimes, you know, you don't want to take that leap of faith. But you just got to do it because that's what he's doing. And, and we know sometimes. Most of the time, so it's fear is a hard thing. I it is. I stood. I mean, I, I when I talked talked about the abuse and you know my health condition in front of the audience. I first did it in front of a group of strangers, and um, I it was probably I, I I can honestly say it was the most challenging thing I've ever done because of what was going on in my head but what it did was it put it out there where it was exposed to the point where it's like okay now you have a real choice now you get to work on this right and 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 it was probably one of the most powerful experiences over the last you know few weeks that I've experienced but especially the last four days um, and I and I haven't been an abuser in a while, a long time, but it was still there, and it was a secret, and it was hiding it. I was like, oh God, what if anyone ever finds out? What if they pull up my arrest records? What if they do this? What if they do that? And and that 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 just that talk alone is enough to keep you from achieving your dreams. And you're and you're you're not meant to keep those secrets. You're not meant to hold that stuff inside, no matter what it is. Because here's the thing: people will still love you. People will forgive you. We are forgiving people. We are designed to forgive. And when we don't forgive, guess who it's hurting? <laughs> it's hurting us. It's not hurting the other people as much as you think. 
like hanging on to that is just hurting you. Exactly. And I've come full circle with that as well. And I look back at that marriage and I realize we are two broken people who've come, both of us have evolved from that. And it was a learning experience too. And I, and I think you're so courageous to speak out because I think it inspires others. And that's that toxic shame that kind of is like the underlying current, you know, that feeds that fear and everything that you do to hide away from who you really are. So I think it's just so inspirational that you're willing to put that out there because we all need to do that. We all have those things that we look back on and we have regrets over maybe or are ashamed of. It's the human condition. We're not perfect. Yes, yes. Enos, yeah. Enos is in Iran and she says forgiveness is a blessing. Oh, uh, my mom's Iranian. Oh, yes? My brother is married to a Persian woman, and they just had a Persian little boy who is freaking gorgeous. Um, but Persians are just beautiful people. So, um, oh my gosh. So, no, Jordan, you're in Jordan, Enos. I'm sorry. You're not in Iran. I'm, I'm thinking of my Iran. My bad. I'm sorry. I'm working on that too. My memory stinks. But yeah, Enos is an incredible woman. She's actually a TV reporter in Jordan. Wow. Yeah, she's terrific. Um, so, what what would you say? What would you what would you say your vision is? My vision. Okay, so my vision would be one of the things that really helped me in my journey. There was like six key things that I realized, you know, God kind of led me to, and it was one of the main things was realizing the healing power of nature. I'll never forget, there was a moment where things, you know, my friend like convinced me to go Yosemite. I did not feel like going anywhere, but we went and I was walking through this meadow and it was like the most profound sense of love and oneness and healing, like I can't explain it. And I was like, oh my gosh, like this is what people say when they mean there's healing and, and nature heals. Like I couldn't even, I can't even describe it, you know, but it was so beautiful. And just that awe inspiring moment, you know, it, just on a neurological level, it like all oh, these amazing chemicals go out of your brain that make you feel loved and connected to the divine. And the funny thing is later when we got back to camp, people were like, has anyone seen a bear? They're like, oh yeah, there was a bear in that meadow. It was like, oh, okay, that's, maybe I really was with, at one with all that was around me because right. I'm pretty sure I walked past him there in that enlightened moment too. Um, but that would be my vision, to have a center, to have a place where people could go that is, you know, not totally out in, in rural, land, rural areas because we still need to be accessible to resources and whatnot, but to make sure that it is, there is nature all around us and animals. Um, as some rescued dogs, and we went to an incredible uh, horse ranch up in Oregon one time where she abused, she took in abused horses and paired them with abused children. And they essentially like healed each other because animals can show us God's unconditional love in ways that people can't. And so maybe someone's not ready to talk, but they'll talk to a horse or they'll talk to a dog. And they're just, it's incredible. It's called Crystal um, Peaks Youth Ranch. It's a beautiful Christian ranch up in um, Bend, Oregon. She's wow. Amazing. Crystal so, Peaks. Be nature. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just saying Crystal Peaks. That's, that's terrific. I love yeah. that. 
That's awesome. So, yeah, I want nature, I want animals, and I also want it to be holistic in that it incorporates, you know, nutrition, good eating, good sleep. Like, when you're homeless and you're eating out of a dumpster and sleeping in a tent on the side of the freeway, you can't, like, do a mindfulness meditation. Well, you can, but not that well. So it's kind of like, you know, you need your basic needs met and to be in a nice place with nice bedding and, you know, not just metal, like, bunk beds. Because you're worthy, you deserve your own room, your own space, your privacy, your dignity. Right. So that would be really important to me. And I would want it to have like a little farm so people can grow food and be in nature and be like in community and working as a team. You know, it also builds like working skills and that kind of thing. Um, and I would want it to have a spiritual aspect as well. And I know there's a lot of really wonderful faith-based and nonprofit secular organizations. And and my vision would kind of be to be kind of a little bit of both, where I would want it to be faith-based, but I don't want to force my religion down anyone's throat. I don't want to say like, okay, you can be in this program, but you have to memorize 10 Bible verses, go to three services, and wear like this outfit, you know? And there are programs like that. Yeah. And I don't want that, you know? I just want it to be about being loved. and practicing meditation and prayer and stillness and those things but not like in a dogmatic kind of structured way sure. does that make sense yes and then of course there would be psychological um counseling you know there's so many modalities one of my favorites is dialectical behavioral therapy it was um developed by marcia linehan and dialectical means when two polar opposites are true at the same moment so like I can be an abuser and I can be healing. Like you can be both at the same time. It's not either or, either good or bad. You can be both, you know, we can Interesting. be like, you know, so she has like four different modules that and mindfulness is kind of the bedrock of it. But these are skills that teach like emotional regulation, distress tolerance, and just skills um, kind of like one of them is opposite action. So kind of like what you did, when you feel shame, do the exact opposite thing. And that would be telling a group of strangers maybe about your condition. So it's kind of like when you're feeling utter sadness, do something completely opposite. Watch the funniest movie you can, start laughing for no reason. Like do something that almost seems silly, but it'll kind of balance you out. And kind of like in nature, we're meant to be at a homeostatic equilibrium that's when we're optimal in optimal functioning so i love that that's, that's a wonderful vision um well listen nathalia it has been terrific having you on the show i would actually love to have you back to do something like a follow-up um absolutely love to have you back um but for coming on the show i'm going to give you a giraffe what yeah um, you cannot give it away and you cannot sell it. What are you going to do with it? Of course it's going on the sanctuary. It's going to be part of the tiny home community. Love it. It's going to be the therapy giraffe. Perfect right. answer. God bless you, Nathalia. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. She was amazing. How freaking great was she? Um, absolutely terrific. I She's got to come back on the show because there's... I'm reading more stuff over here. There's got, there's way more. She's got way more. And we have another guest that we're going to get in. I have no idea what the heck we're going to talk about, which is, you know, it's a little scary because he's, I think he's going to interview me. Oh gosh. 
Um, anyway, he's one of my really good friends. They have this. Uh, there's a terrific event called Lifestyle Hackers coming up. I'm gonna let him talk about that. And then, yes, we're gonna end the show. So, right now, ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Dan Mendelo. What's up, dude? Hey, what's up, Josh? I, you know what? I almost blew you off because she was so awesome. Yeah? Yeah, she was awesome. Man, I would have loved to tune in. No, she was terrific. I mean, honestly, I was like, I felt, I was like, oh man, I don't want to end this. I don't want to end this. I don't want to end this, but that's what happens. Um, Welcome to the show, my friend. How are you? Thank you so much. I'm doing beautifully. How about yourself? Just peaceful, man. Nice. What a great way to kick off the week. (laughs) On a Monday. Like, everyone's usually freaking out about Monday. I'm like, nope. I'm good. <laughs> I'm chilling, man. So what, what are you grateful for this morning? You know, I'm grateful, uh, especially in the last two weeks, for this insane event. Uh, you know, the biggest project that I've ever done. Um, I think I'm just grateful to be on this journey. You know, uh, it's, there's just so much learning and growth in this. Um, from all sorts of perspectives, whether it's just personal and emotional and, and through business and working with people, collaborating uh, with amazing individuals such as yourself, right? Yes. And making this thing happen. So I'm very grateful for that. That's awesome, man. So it's the Lifestyle Hackers event. Give everyone the date. I don't have it in front of me. It's March. Yeah, sure. It's uh, Friday to Sunday, March 23rd. 25th. It's a later half of Friday, all day Saturday, earlier half of Sunday. It's in the Embassy Suites on the north side of LAX. And it's all about business growth for conscious entrepreneurs. So people who want to help other people, people who have devoted their careers, devoted their livelihoods to serving others and making the lifestyles of other people even better. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited about the lineup because I, I know for a fact, I mean, um, just the people there, the quality of people. And of course, Abby, who's, you know, Abby's terrific. Sure. <laughs> uh, you're amazing. Um, tell everybody the rest of the audience because I'm, I'm fart, brain farting right now. Lauren Harris. <laughs> sure. I don't have anything in front of me. I'm so, I, I have nothing in front of me. So I'm going like pure top of the head. Right. Right. So I'm saying these days because a lot of times when we talk about business growth, when we talk about succeeding, we think about money, we think about marketing, we think about 10x, 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 10x. Sorry. <laughs> 10x, 10x your your tostitas, 10x your Cheerios, 10x, 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 10x. Sorry, had to do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's, that's it's not work. Right? It's being talked at for. Never mind. I'm sorry. Yeah, and I'm peaceful sort of right now. I call it like the the 1950s sales mentality of like always be closing, right? Mm-hmm. But nowadays, the modern business person, if they want to be successful, I think has gone to an always be serving kind of mentality, mm-hmm. right? Where it's not really about the close anymore, and it's not about these hard sales tactics that people used to use all the time. It's actually about the exact opposite. It's about being 
more vulnerable, even more open, even more loving, even more self-aware. And so now when we talk about growing in business, there's so much more that we really need to pay attention to because people are just that much more emotionally intelligent. Yep. So the event starts with Abby and me helping people get out of their own way, essentially, right? Now, this is something that we all have all the time. No matter how good you are, no matter how successful, how happy, how fulfilled you are, you have emotional blocks, emotional things. You've had pain in your past. You've got stresses and frustrations. You've got all sorts of things distracting your energy. How do I know this? Because you're alive. <laughs> you have these things. Right. Sort of like saying, you know, you know, just because you're really happy, life coaches, hypnotherapists, like we all have problems because we're alive. Yep. Because we're interacting with life. And so we want to teach people first how to deal with those things. Right? Some tried and true processes and techniques that people can use in order to get out of their own way, in order to deal with stress, in order to increase the positivity in their day-to-day life, in order to break free of things that went wrong in the past so we don't have to keep on reliving things or getting stuck because things hurt or things didn't go well or that, you know, we just aren't perfect. So we start with that, right, at the heart because we understand that success is 80% mindset, 20% mechanics. Right? It's more about how you do what you do instead of what you do. Mm-hmm. Right? It's sort of like you can make a YouTube video, but that doesn't mean that you're going to go viral. <laughs> right? it's, it's how you make I know that from video. experience. Right. Yeah. It's, I mean, you, know, you, yeah. have, you know, it's, oh, this is going to be a hot fire. We put it on it. No one cares. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't, wait, hold on. Let me think about this. Have I tried to do that yet? I know I've done something kind of like it. And yeah, it's like, never mind. I'm not going to use that analogy. It's inappropriate. Um, but yeah, it's basically, you know, bull crap. <laughs> it's like, insane. Do the math. Yeah, do the math on that. That's a paid speaking gig just about every other day. Yep. Right? Which is wild. And some of them are international. Right? So, um, 
you know, we have him teaching people how to tell stories powerfully, vulnerably, so that people get pulled in, people emotionally connect with you, mm-hmm. and then want to connect in other ways as business. We've got um, Adam Imad Flores, who had his first million dollar business when he was 23. He teaches people how to brand like the best of them, so that you have this online identity that people connect with and feel compelled to work with. Uh, Libby Crow is all about that heart-centered online marketing, right? How to communicate with your audience so that they feel like you understand them, like you know them, like you care about them. Right. So that draws them in even more. She'll be teaching how to construct an email sequence that is designed to do that. Um, Tracy Hazard, uh, an ink columnist and also has three uh, top podcasts. So she knows all about alternative marketing. So video marketing, podcast marketing, so that your conversion rates are better than Facebook and Google. Right, so everybody goes out there and does Google ads and Facebook ads, but they're saturated markets. So your competition is really high and your success rate is fairly low. So she teaches people how to crush those, um, those conversion, those success rates with alternative marketing views, that, right? I like that. I, I like it because you're right. You can't, it's, it's so frustrating all of these people like yeah we're ad creating experts and it's just i'm better off going to vegas and giving them a thousand bucks oftentimes yeah yeah look i've spent a lot of money on marketers who said that they could get it done and they couldn't they just couldn't do it and then thousands of dollars trying to make it work over months and just wasting time and money um so why? Why do what everybody else is doing when there is something else? There are other methods that you can use to get your message out there. And something like podcasting is still booming. And people listen to it all freak time. I know I listen to podcasts constantly when I'm cooking in the car, in the gym, you know, when I'm cleaning my apartment. Um, and other people do too. So they're listening to rapt audiences. So with things like that or video marketing, you can... Go the other way. You know, you don't have to spend all those thousands of dollars and all those hours being frustrated, just like everybody else, trying to make a system work that right now is not actually set up for you to succeed. So the overall point of the event really is that you and Abby came together. You made a decision because you're sick of these events that you go up there and you just have somebody barking at you on stage, 10x, 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 or... Or they're talking, they're doing scripted tears, they're doing, right. you know, and it's like, okay, well, I may have taken down a nugget there. I got, I, okay, so I've spent, I've spent 500 bucks and I got, be grateful. What, uh, well, okay, well, I could have got that on YouTube. Right. So, but so this event is everything that you need in life and in business, which nowadays, Business in your personal life, if they're not intermixing, sorry, it's life is going to be challenging unless if you're you know a billionaire. Um, but really, even they are they brand themselves as an individual brand. They are speaking. They are writing books. 
And that's great. So you're going to help and everyone that's speaking is an expert in their field and they're going to be able to come together and they're going to help you be the brand that you want to be. They're going to help you create the business that, or transform your business that you've needed. And the difference is no one's up there barking. You're there working together on a collaborative effort. So here's the thing that's so beautiful about that. You won't just be learning from people like Dan. You won't be just learning like people from Abby and Adam and Lauren and Tracy and everybody else there. You're not going to just be learning from them. You're going to learn from your peers because the people that are attending this event are very smart, bright, amazing people. And the networking is going to be life-changing for people that attend. And I'm just yeah. lucky to be the MC. Anybody who goes in there to the next level, wherever they're at, right? And we're filling this room with really conscious entrepreneurs, people who already have businesses, people who are looking to expand, people who are looking to collaborate. <clears throat> people are coming in from all over America, as far as Hawaii, people are coming in from out of the country for this thing. So wow. we, yeah, and we have some, you know, fairly big name influencers who are going to be in attendance in the audience. You know, networking with other people and trying to see how they can expand their businesses with the people there as well. So, you know, it's going to be on all sides a growth weekend. Um, we're giving people workbooks so that in each of those sessions, like you said, it's not just barking, right? It's going to be step by step so people can actually implement and incorporate those techniques right then and there in the room, fill it in their workbook so all they need to do when they leave is type it up or like, you know, give it to an admin to put it into their uh, emails or, you know, change their branding in certain ways. They'll have their plans, they'll have everything written out so that it's actual growth happening in the room. I love it. Uh, yeah. Tell, hey, so, really quick. I've used a restroom, so tell people what you do, and I'll be right back. Okay. Good. So one of the things that uh, you guys will be experiencing during this weekend is empowerment coaching. So I have kind of amalgamated uh, about seven different healing methods, everything from hypnosis to neurolinguistic programming, uh, NLP, if you guys haven't heard of it is a very, very powerful method by which you can change the way that you think, that's neuro, linguistics, the way that you communicate with yourself and other people, and programming is your behavior, right? So we can erase or even replace limiting beliefs. You know, if you believe that you're not good enough, that you'll never be successful, that good things happen to other people and not just you, we can change all these things within the unconscious mind. That's where your behaviors actually come from. That's where all of your emotions come from. That's where your communication comes from. And so when you want to make a big change in your life or your business or your relationships, you've got to make shifts inside of your unconscious mind, right? That's why a lot of times people go to these workshops and they can feel really good for like a week up to a month. And then they go back to being how they were because they hadn't made the changes inside their unconscious mind. It was a conscious thing. They told themselves to be different, but they maybe got motivated to be different. And then the speakers let them go to make these changes on their own, and they were surprised that it didn't happen. 
right? Why is the self-help book, uh, self-help section the largest one in any bookstore? You know, if those books actually helped you change your unconscious mind, there would be like three of them. That's all we need. We need three to five books and the whole world would be different. But the thing is, that's not what's happening, right? Right. And that's why during this event, Abby and I are going to be guiding you through hypnosis, guiding you through empowerment coaching so you feel the shift right there and you walk out transformed. You walk out unburdened. You walk out less stressed. You walk out more present, more there, open for your business and for your life to succeed even more. So two things. I've worked with Abby and wow, it real deal, like absolutely helped like I, I cannot even begin to express it. it was like really the first session was amazing but I've worked with you on the fly or more or less you've worked with me on the fly and that what you what you did for me was what encouraged me to go real I mean I, I was getting enrolled and by different people and I'd seen how they've been and I'm like yeah I want that freedom that they have from my past bullcrap and but a couple of things that we had gone through that you had said to me was the, the fire that was like, yep, okay, I get to go do this work because you helped me recognize something that I didn't see for myself in the way, the way I was looking at something. And it really empowered me to say, to make that decision to go join this, um, to join ALA and do this four month program. So yeah, it was good. So everybody that's watching and listening right now on iHeartRadio and Spreaker and watching on YouTube and of course you amazing Facebook people, um, I like they're the real deal. Like I'm when they called me and asked me if I would MC the event, I cried because I know the I know everyone that's speaking for the most part, but I know about everybody. I know the work that they do. I know the quality of work and the quality of humans they are. And the passion that they have for helping others and empowering other people and helping them change their BS that's holding them back. So to be on that stage and being able to introduce every one of them is an absolute honor to me. So if you, I definitely encourage you guys, get your butt to LA and go to this event. Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun. And, um, yeah, at the end of at the end of this be live, we'll give them an opportunity to uh, get their tickets as well, huh? Yeah, absolutely. We're gonna plug it. We'll plug it in the comments for sure. Yeah, sure. So, what do you want to talk about? What's up? What do you want to talk about? You want to you want to interview me? Yeah, I kind of figured that would be a lot of fun because you know your audience gets to see you interviewing other people and checking them out, helping them out. Um, I wonder how many of them actually got to see. You, you know, got to get to know you and uh, get a little bit of an inside view into their amazing host and our amazing MC. Because, hey, man, there's a reason that we called you and invited you to be, you know, one of the biggest personalities in our weekend. <laughs> right? There's a reason for that. It's not just because you're really fun and you have an amazing voice. Um, <laughs> not right now. I don't. <laughs> I, I lost my voice this weekend. Um, but yeah, dude, I no, that means a lot to me. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I don't know how often on your show you get to talk about how you help people and how you help entrepreneurs 
and what gets your fires really going. So how about we start with that? So th- from a professional sense, you know, we, I love building brands. I've, I've worked with products for several years and white labeling and distribution, getting products on TV and, and in films. And that's, it's fun. I mean, it's like, honestly, I do it. It's fun. It's a fun job. It gives me access to places that most people would only dream of. I mean, I just the red carpet events and, and, and being like on movie sets and it's all fun. Um, but personally, I like human brands. I like taking people's passion. It doesn't matter what it is and elevating it and using my, the resources in my network to help them do that. And that's what I do professionally. But my mission in life, my sole purpose is using my brokenness or the, my former brokenness, you know, the, the things that I'm, I've, I've struggled with, you know, the sexual abuse, the physical abuse, um, abandonment issues, um, you know, mental health issues, being bipolar and having PTSD and ADHD, which now, and, and being dyslexic, and now I am able to look at it as a superpower. But then also, just the giving people the, the, the... So, let me back up. Sexual abuse really screws people up. And, and if anything, it was like, okay, it can make you timid. It can make you, it can be the driving force that makes you promiscuous where you're just looking for love everywhere you go. Um, but also if you're molested by men and women, it also creates a lot of really crazy, confusing conversations in your head where you don't know what to think. And it's like, well, is this real? Is this real? This nightmare? I want this nightmare to go away. Okay. Now I'm going to do a bunch of cocaine. Oh, wait, that cocaine now makes me think that nightmare is now a fantasy. And then you start putting yourself in situations and it's like, well, wait a second. What, what is real? What is my reality? And for me, I spent the majority of my life in this roller coaster in a blender reality of not knowing what was real. What was my authentic self? And honestly, even up until this weekend, I didn't know my authentic self. Like I did some, I've done some really good work, but I still didn't know what was real. And here's what's real. Whatever is, I mean, like it doesn't have to be, why do we have to label? Why do we have to say, you know, you're this, you're that, like it immediately, the minute we drop a label on somebody, we're setting ourselves up for judgment. So I just like, Hey, I just love everybody. Like it just, and I'm, I'm leading with my heart and whatever that creates, that creates. So if something comes up for me, like, okay, fine, whatever. And, 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 but I'm not ever, I don't have to do that to myself anymore. But my vision is to this show, as you know, is now going to television, but this will always remain the same. Like iHeartRadio, Facebook, YouTube, Spreaker, we're, we're, we're doing this. Um, you know, eventually I'll be on an FM station, which will be even, even more cool. Um, but to take it now to TV, that's going to travel all over the world, go to South America, South Africa, Africa, London, Australia, New Zealand, China, uh, South Korea. It would be cool to go to North Korea. I'm going to lie. Um, Russia, like New York, Las Vegas, Mexico city, Miami, Florida, New, uh, New York city, probably already said that LA, 
travel all over all over the world and work with local organizations like HIV community. Um, you know, because obviously I have a personal reason for that. Um, HIV community, mental health, sexual abuse, uh, poverty, like in homelessness. Because in the like they all kind of feed each other if you think about it. They're a symptom of each other. Sure. And, and and so I want to work with these organizations and share the stories of the people that are trying to come up to show you that you can be broken and have hope and that people are trying to change their lives. Empower those people, empower them, empower them, give them the tools that they need, but then also start working with the governments in those communities so you can start making change. You can start planting those seeds of, look, there's hope. There's hope for these people. They just need a freaking chance. They just need someone to guide them and show them the way that there's a way out. And if you can give people in a way out, then you can hope and you can change the world. So then you do that. You're working with the government. You're working with the people. You're sharing their stories. And then you do this all over the world. And all of a sudden, you know, this picture of the globe and you have an organization. You've got widespread support here and widespread support there and there and there and here and here. And you've got that support. And then I'm going to the UN, to the United Nations. And in the United Nations, because the United Nations, I'm sorry, but that's where, like, you can say what you want to say about it. Oh, well, they're just, you know, they're, you know, they're the government's puppet. No, I will have, I will have created with the people around me, created so much support for this mission that by the time we go to the UN, they will be so scared of what has been created that they have no choice but to open their hearts and listen and we're going to start making the change there. And by doing that, we will change the world. Because look, just because you're HIV, if somebody has HIV, just because somebody has mental health issues, just because they've been homeless, just because they've been abused, it doesn't mean that they don't have a shot at life. They get to get help. But if they don't know it's available for them, they don't know that reading self-help books is only just like scratching the surface, you know? You gotta like you gotta do some work, but it's worth it. It's so worth it. So that's my vision. That's what I want to that's what I get to create for the world. And I'm gonna do it because I've got the team, like I've got the people, and I've got the support. I, it's not the support, the full support that you know we're gonna need to do it, but I've got the right people around me to help create it. And eventually, it just starts to seep into your system. It's like, wait a second, this this being joyful stuff is kind of fun. Oh my God, it actually feels better to love than to be an angry asshole. Yeah. So that's my that's my passion. That's my life's work. That's what this is about for me. So anytime somebody gives me a stage, anytime somebody gives me a microphone, anytime anybody, I'm going to tell them what my vision is because we're creating it. It's happening. I love. It. So. I love that. I'm on board, man. You are. You gave me a stage. That's a perfect place for you. You need to be on many stages as possible, my friend. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited that I get to do it, man. It's It's been, you know, just coming to California, going to LA first showed me, wait a second, I can create anything I want. Right. Moving to San Diego showed me that people are willing to collaborate 
And then now I'm learning how you find those people and how to do it all over the world. And it's, I want it more than I want to breathe. And I, Perfect. and I'm and creating that's why you're gonna have it. Now. So that's, that's what I do. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Um, okay, great. So we got, we got that. We got like the, the big dream, the big passion. What just makes you happy in day to day life? What are your like, smaller pleasures that you get oh man today so true story swear to you she may even be watching um katie i remembered her name sweet okay so i was at the gym and and i every once in a while i see that this the girl and i'm i'm always smiling at the gym i'm always kind of dancing around and and she like we saw her and i haven't seen her in a while and smiled and she took off her headphones and was like, hey, how are you? And introduced myself and we just started chatting. And she goes, you just have this infectious, radiant smile. And she goes, you're just so happy. Like, I just, what, what's that all about? <laughs> and I'm like, that right there makes me happy. Um, I, 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 I just really love people. Like I love walking out of my place in, in little Italy and walking around and just seeing people's faces and smiling. And then, and also just the curiosity of like, when they don't smile back, like, oh, that's, it, it breaks my heart because like, what are they going through? Sure. Cause it's not about me. Right. You know, and it, it's not. And, but I, you know, I love working out. Um, I love, I really am loving to try new things, but Really, honestly, for me, man, I just, I love to be around people. I love to be around good energy and, and to create and to talk and to laugh. And like, that's, that's, I, that's what I love to do. I, I, I love being of service to people. If I can help make somebody's dreams come true. I mean, half the stuff I do, I never get paid for. I just like to help people. Like, I love it. And it's, and it brings me joy because when you see somebody, like they say, you make the connection that allows somebody to like, you know, achieve their dreams or to propel them forward and to know that you had a piece of that, that's, or you had a part in that, that's so rewarding. And to be honest, I love, I love doing this show every morning. I get geeked out by it. I love it. I look forward to seeing people like Lisette and Charles and Natalia and, you know, Enos and everybody else that's watching. Like I, 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 I look forward to this every day. That's beautiful. Yeah. It's a charmed life, man. I mean, I'm not going to tell you I don't have struggles. I mean, yeah, of course. Am I, am I where I want to be professionally? Like the stage? No, but I know I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. So right. I, have, I have peace with that. So it's, it's great. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's something that I am, uh, I'm also learning as well and growing in myself is, is becoming even more content and satisfied, happy, overjoyed with the process. Yeah. Right. Because a lot of times, you know, I, I used to be really stuck on the outcome of, no, I need to be super successful now. It needs to look this certain way. It needs to be filled with these <laughs> certain people. You know, I need to be a certain person and it needs to be yesterday or mm. it's not good enough. Yeah. Right. And it's a tricky thing to really be happy with the process itself of the journey through it, but that's actually where you find the greatest amount of happiness and the, great, the greatest amount of change, right? That the more you focus on those outcomes alone and try to control them brute force and try to make everything happen the way that you think it should be, 
the more you open yourself up to being stuck in those struggles. Yeah. So the more we enjoy the process, however it is, knowing that it may change and it will, as we do as well, then it opens us up for even more happiness and success and fulfillment. That's one of the biggest lessons that I've been learning in the last couple months as well. Uh, it's a big thing, man. It's big, and it and it and it gets to be bigger. And yeah, and it's funny too, is because um, one of the things, like the more love that you give, this is something I learned this weekend, and it's it's little, and it makes perfect sense. It's like, well, yeah, sure, I've known that my whole life, but I haven't lived by it. But the more love that you give, like the more love you have to give. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it, it's like the exact opposite. Like you think, well, I'm so out of love. To give, <laughs> and yeah, it's no, like no. the exact opposite of how it works, which is really kind of profound. Sure. Well, love is an idea, <coughs> a concept, right? And concepts and ideas grow when they get spread. They Ooh. don't shrink, right? It's not like you know. A lot of people think that uh, love is one of those things, like money. It's almost like a material. They believe that it's a, a substance that when they share, when they give, that they lose. As if they have, I have 10 love units a day. And if I give it all away, you know, by lunch, what am I going to have for myself? Right? Yeah. That's how we have, that's like everything else we can train, right? Well, if I have $10 or 10 apples or 10 gallons of gas or 10 pebbles and you know everything but love is one of those things that like it's actually the exact opposite if you have 10 love units a day and you share it by lunch then you'll have 50 before dinner and if you share all that by dinner you'll go to sleep with 100 and it just grows and grows and grows and I think if we just help each other understand that alone then the life we have would be totally different every single freaking day yeah. Like it would be a completely different day every single day as long as you focus on giving as much love as possible. I know it's hard. Yeah, because <laughs> life happens. <laughs> life, life happens and sometimes it happens really hard, you know? And I'm not going to say that I've been the best at it, but having that at the top of my mind and, you know, really trying to come from that space of how can I love myself and how can I love other people today? Mm -hmm. And to use that as personal healing as well he's got to remember right love is the greatest healer yep it really the is the greatest healer I want more than anything else the really quick Carlos um, Carlos you're listening right now or watching I um so we yesterday we went around the city it was the most amazing these we were all relatively large individuals running around the streets of San Diego, downtown San Diego, giving roses to strangers, like men and women, and giving them hugs. Love and it. it it was such a beautiful, amazing experience. And the feedback that we were getting, you know, was actually, it, for as, as, as ex happy as it made me, it also broke my heart. Because you're like, I don't get hugs, and I don't, you know, and... Like this old man who had, um, he had, he, he, I think he, had, he was probably a stroke, um, not paraplegic. Yeah, definitely a stroke. And just he acted like he, he did. I think he said he's not been hugged in forever. 
and and he was so at first he was like, ah, oh, what? This is weird, man. I'm not taking a rose from a dude. And then he was like, yeah, screw it, I'll take it. And then yeah, I'll take a hug too. Um, and it was so cool. But um, Carlos, the reason I'm bringing this up right now is because I went to the grocery store that we were by, and this lady said, nothing in life is free. And I said, hugs are. And the cashier said, oh my God, there was these guys running around giving everybody hugs. It was so cool. And I just started laughing hysterically. It's the grocery store I go buy this big old alkaline water every morning. And it was like in that same area. And so evidently people were talking about it and it was a cool thing. But that's like those little seeds, like that's love. Like giving random people hugs is love. And... And it has an impact on people's minds. And even if it makes them uncomfortable a little bit, like, ugh, but it makes them go, maybe, maybe at least creates a thought of, maybe I should try giving somebody a hug. And like, it's not, giving somebody a hug is not that hard of a thing to do. And the rewards with that, like, I don't know, I can't tell you how those people felt. I can tell you what they said, but I know how I felt. I can based on the reaction from Carlos and Ronnie Lott and everybody else that we were with, our, our guys, it, Timothy and um, Giovanni, like we, we, it was just amazing. Jason, we had this amazing experience and I just, the look on everyone's faces I was around was like, they were the one, that we were giving the love, but we got more back than we could give. And it was terrific. So to your point, you're absolutely right. Yeah, and so that's you know that's also one of those things, um, one of the reasons why we were so excited to have you be our MC, right? Because you are so good at doing that, <laughs> uh, at you know sharing the love and getting people on board with that, sharing that infectious energy. Uh, you know, what better kind of energy do you want, you know, as your MC? Uh, than that, right? 10x, 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 10x. Sorry. Right. <laughs> Sorry. So that you can do it, right? I'm definitely never going to get on their stage, but that's okay. I don't want to. <laughs> not my deal. No offense to everybody that goes. No offense. It's just not my thing. It's not for me. I don't believe in that. Of course. Um, Right. Um, just like, you know, I'm an empowerment coach, obviously a hypnotherapist. We don't rub everybody the right way. You know, that, doesn't, that doesn't mean that the work doesn't suit them or fit them or, you know, that they're you know, not fit for personal empowerment or transformation. It just means that our method of delivering it isn't their favorite. And that's also, you know, just fine. Wait, I want to check myself real quick. I am about 10x. 10x hugs. That's right. Boom. 10x love. Yeah. That's what it's about. Dude, I gotta go to work. I gotta I get to go to I get to work now. Yeah. <laughs> great? I love you, dude. I'm so happy you came on today. This was fun. Yeah, I like this. I like this. So I wanna extend uh, an offer to your audience. Cool. Um, in case some we have two people who really want to go. So just so you guys know, again, it's March 23rd through the 25th, uh, right by LAX. You know, three days, you get to see Josh on stage all three of those days. Uh, we have seven other amazing speakers.
speakers, and uh, the ticket is just four ninety seven for the entire weekend, which is kind of insane when you think about just one of those coaches. Um, costs about fifteen to twenty grand to work with if you want to work with them one on one. The other coaches are thousands of dollars a piece as well. You get all of them for four ninety seven, but. For uh, the first two people who leave a comment for Josh, who write, uh, I'm in, we'll get their ticket for free. All you have to do is cover their materials. It's just 47 bucks. You get that awesome workbook that'll help you implement and incorporate all the techniques. And then um, you'll get videos of every single speaker so that even if you have to miss a day or you have to run out to take care of something, you will get the videos of every single speaker so you won't miss a beat. So all you need to oh. do is write a comment. I'm Boom. Natalia, she's in. Carlos, say I'm in. Say I'm in. You want to go to this. You were asking me how to make your, your vision come true. This event is a good place. Say I'm in. I'm sorry. I'm rigging the game for Carlos. His No, man. He is, he is going to change. What he's wanting to do, Puerto Rico, uh, what's happened there really really touched him like because what people don't talk about is the sexual abuse that's happening um the you know the poverty of of course the, the, there's just so much neglect and craziness happening so carlos say i'm in <laughs> yes he said i'm in pressure, pressure, pressure. yeah he did it he's in he said he's in all right Perfect. all right we got our two tickets natalia and carlos both in san diego amazing awesome. amazing awesome. all right Perfect. I'll, you guys, you'll send. I'll send that. You'll send me the link. No, yeah, the, the code. Okay. I'll send it to you, Josh. You can send them to them. Um, and then can't wait to meet you guys in person at the event. I'm excited too. Love that. And Josh, so you know, for being on this show, <laughs> uh, I got you a gift. Uh oh. What is it? Uh, I got you a giraffe. Aww. Well, um, first things first, we're going to make sure it's properly hydrated um, because, you know, it's about to get warmer in San Diego. Um, I'm, of course, going to be driving it all through Little Italy and the gas lamp, and I'm going to offer free hugs for the giraffe. So I'm going to allow people to hug the giraffe, and I'll even hop off and give them hugs, too. (laughs) Well, let me know Awesome, man. I love you, buddy. Thank you so much. I love you. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> oh, my gosh. See you. Freaking Dan. Love him. All right, you guys. Have a wonderful, wonderful, blessed day. And I will see you guys soon. Bye-bye. Oh, I mean, I'll see you like in an hour and 45 minutes. We're doing a show. We have a really great, powerful, powerful um, foundation like this is this is going to be really good don't miss it 12 o'clock pacific see you soon